This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I am with my new friends from Rewire. I got Sun Sachs by way of Hudson Valley with a background somewhere in the, the sticks of Colorado. And I got Walter by way of Santa Barbara, but he really lives in London. So this is a, a Zoom 2.0 call. So welcome to Halo Talks, guys. Thank you so much. Hi, guys. We're psyched. Awesome. So, um, you know, in this uh, in this COVID period where uh, everyone's taking a break and waiting for things to reopen, I feel like you guys might be in a position where you could say, all right, I got time to catch up while it's halftime and I get my product done while nobody can buy it anyway. So, uh, Son, why don't you give your background on uh, why you're pursuing this venture and then the partnership with uh, Walter on the scientific side, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take a riff from there. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. And, and thanks for having us. Um, yeah. So my background, um, as an amateur athlete, I started in, um, growing up in Boulder, Colorado. Um, so that's kind of the Mecca of endurance sports and, uh, have really been in endurance sports as an amateur for the past 35 years. So hooked on it and also, you know, a type uh, plus, uh, type of personality. So I'm always looking at performance and metrics and, and how to get better. Uh, and then meanwhile, I've been in software development for about 25 years. So I was actually on the trainer a few years ago, and I had known about this science uh, called brain endurance training uh, for four or five years. And frankly, I was really waiting to have it come to market. I just wanted to use it. Um, I was so excited about it. And I had this epiphany on the trainer, hey, this is how it could be done. Um, so built a prototype, uh, got a collaborator. Um, who's my other co-founder, um, and um, started building it out and testing it with some athletes and using it myself. Um, and essentially what it is just at a very high level um, is it's a hardware-software combo where you use uh, wireless buttons and straps that you either hold in your hands or um, attach to fitness equipment like, you know, life fitness on the treadmill or a stationary bike. And then you use your phone for audio or uh, visual-based brain training. So you can actually work out while you're layering on additional mental load. And uh, I will not steal Walter's thunder so we can pass it over to him and he can speak a little bit about how that works in the science. The, the, the validation from the scientific advisor, you're on the spot, Walter. Uh, just a little bit background, like uh, uh, I'm an athlete as well and amateur athletes like Sun. And at the same time, I'm always I'm also a coach and a sports scientist. Been working a lot with many different teams around the world, in uh, Olympic teams as well. And in the last ten years, I put a lot of attention on basically the importance of the brain for sport performance. It's becoming a trend that is going high and high, and he has a lot of scientific background without behind it. So. Um, the concept of uh, this brain endurance training that we use in basically was born uh, when, about 10 years ago when I did a study where basically we proved that mental fatigue has a, a huge impact on physical performance. So we started trying to understand basically what's going on into the brain that makes the people more tired and it doesn't allow them to, to perform properly. And... Starting from that point, we decided to use like this mental fatigue concept as a, as a stimulus to create a real type of training. And this is where this brain endurance training was born. 
basically what we're doing with this type of training is that we increase the resilience of people to become to become basically more prone to sustain high level of tiredness and stress. So what's and, the um, what what just a couple of questions on that so to yeah. our listeners and more importantly I understand what you're doing but what are the key markers or what are you actually what kind of quantitative data are you getting out in order to say okay you're you're optimizing your performance or what yeah. how, how are you looking at the brain and like what information comes out yeah so basically what we do is um it's we use a certain type of cognitive task that we know that has an effect in some area of the brain and those areas of the brain are the same one that basically generate your perception of effort so the level of tiredness that you have and you feel are generated from those areas of the brain so when you when you stimulate those areas of the brain with with those cognitive tasks they, they we're using into the rewire app. What we're doing, we overstimulate this area of the brain. And how it happens usually with the muscles is that those areas of the brain becomes more adaptable. And then they become like more resilient to when fatigue starts kicks in. And we collected a lot of data in different environments with cycling, with running, with football, with handball as well, and with the badminton. They basically prove the point that if you can use this type of training on top of your normal physical training, you can gain a little edge into your sport performance. It doesn't matter if you are an amateur or if you are an elite athlete. So when you work, can you disclose some of the Olympic uh, teams or some of the athletes at, at the highest level that you work with or... Just give us an yeah, idea we, of like what kind of yeah, people those are. We, uh, we've been we've been uh, we've been uh, testing like uh, second division and third division soccer player in Italy, and I've been personally tested badminton players that they were into the elite Danish team. People that basically they won medals in Rio in 2016. Gotcha. And then what when you work with these elite athletes? You know what? What what level of mental toughness do they start at, and yeah. what? And how do you actually? What's the next level that that you get them to? Or like, is it like? Yeah, we, do you get to? Is there a way to get to a hundred percent or one hundred and ten percent? Yeah, those athletes they always strive to basically getting more training done and become more and more resilient. There is never a real upper hand because. Because fatigue will always kick in, so it's uh, like it's a concept that you cannot beat as a human. But what you can do is that you can try to slow down the effect of fatigue. And the athletes that are already very mental tough, they're trying to find any other type of strategies to increase those level of resilience. Sure. And in the last ten years. With the, with the more interested into the neural performance and with the advance of technology that allow us to measure it and to train it, the athletes are start tapping into it and, and they want basically some kind of tools that they can use to increase the load into the brain without increasing the load into the body because the gotcha. body is already enough he, he has already enough training done. Gotcha. So, son, how do you take, you know, all these very complex, 
you know, analyses and, and, you know, interconnecting frequencies, you know, and apply that to the human body and put that into a software platform that gives you the efficacy, you know, to, to roll this out as a commercial product. Yeah, exactly. That, I mean, that's frankly why it hadn't come to market yet, you know, when I started thinking about it a few years ago. And our, we do have a patent pending on, on uh, a lot of the capability. Essentially, it's a, you know, try to think of doing brain training while you're working out. It's hard to even imagine, right? We, first and foremost, it's a UI problem, which means a user interface problem. So um, basically, we need to have an interface with the buttons that are very ergonomic and easy to use, no matter mm -hmm. what you're using, so you can comfortably do it. We need to have a platform that can support many different types of sports and modalities. Um, so we have audio and visual-based cognitive training. And we need to basically deliver on all of the metrics that they would expect as athletes that they get already from their Garmin or from their heart rate monitor. And on top of that, we need to layer on all of the cognitive metrics. And literally at the end of a workout, you can see exactly where you're at cognitively, exactly where you're at physically, and you can track that development over time. And you can see those improvements and those gains. Um, gotcha. So, yeah. So what's the actual price point that you're trying to hit? Is this for elite athletes or, you know, top 5% of people that, you know, take this seriously? Or is this, uh, you know, a product that after you get it rolled out, you know, it goes to the masses and not just the classes, as I like to say? It's a great, yeah, it's a great question. And we actually don't see our first go-to-market addressable market as um, pros. Um, we're targeted you know, being an endurance athlete and having that background, of course, it's no surprise that our first addressable market are cyclists, triathletes, and runners, all amateur primarily, though pros can absolutely use it. Um, and that's a population of about 8.7 million. So at our price point, which is 288 a year plus the hardware, you know, that gets us comfortably into a nine-digit uh, figure revenue even at conservative adoption percentages. So what's the, what's the cost of the hardware? Well, what do you uh, think it's going to be? Yeah, it's um, $53, $54. One oh, that's time. it? Yeah, okay. not expensive. How'd you come up with two eighty eight a year? Is there um, something special about that two eighty eight number? Yeah, I mean, well, I will, what I will say is that we're, I'll caveat that number in that we are currently doing a lot of testing around pricing, but sort of the, the sweet spot or the reason we came up with that number is when you look at sort of, we're, we're a um, first to market with this offering. So we're not a meditation app. We're not a training plan app. We're not performance hardware only. We're all three. So we need to kind of find a price point that sits in the middle of those different products. So if we mm -hmm. think of, you know, Headspace, that's going to be a nominal fee, whatever it is, $10 a month. If we look at something that triathletes are used to spending money on, like an aero bike, they're spending $5,000 on an aero bike. And you know what kind of ROI they get on that through wind tunnel testing? They're saving 60 seconds on a one-hour time trial. Oh, wow. Okay? So that turns out to be about 90 bucks per second that they have to pay. Now, uh, Walter uh, is being modest. He didn't mention some of the other studies. So if we look at the ROI on Rewire, in a study that um, him and his colleagues did where they took 30 amateur cyclists and um, they basically trained them for 30 or for three months. Mm -hmm. uh, they did brain training three times a week. 
the control, of course, just did training on the bike. And at the end of it, all of them improve, which you'd expect, right? They're consistently training on the physiological level. But on the cognitive level, the brain-trained athletes could go five minutes longer on what's called a time-to-exhaustion test, which is very similar to a time trial. It's like an all-out effort. Five minutes is essentially a 5x improvement on any hardware they could buy. So our ROI ends up being a dollar a second (laughs) based on that study compared to $100 a second. Well, I like when people, uh, I think you're going down a a path that is important for like the price to value because people will pay for those results. And I'd say there's a surprisingly high number that that they would pay on a, a per second or a per minute basis. So, you know, it's interesting to talk to entrepreneurs like yourself when you say, you know, what's the pricing model? You know, it could be, you know, it could be that you're going after, you know, the top 10,000 people and I'm going to charge them, you know, $5,400 and 28800 a year. Or, you know, I'm going to try and set this up as a price point based on what people are going to perceive as a similar or, or a better experience than what they're, they're paying for on, a, on some other app or some other technology. So yeah. I, I, uh, I uh, applaud you for like thinking through like how, how, to, how to price it. So in, in this time right now, yeah. you know, a lot of the groups, a lot of people that, that listen to our podcast are entrepreneurs thinking about launching their own products. Yeah. Um, you know, what have you experienced over the last, you know, six months or so and what was your strategy on the capital side? Were you, did you say, hey, look, I'm going to fund this on my own because I don't want to waste any time talking to potential investors until I got a full product and ready to go? Yeah. Did you bring in some capital, other people's money to, to give us some idea of like how you've decided to build, you know, how it built this? Yeah, absolutely. So initially, um, you know, we self-funded and having all the expertise around the software and the hardware, we were able to make, get a lot of traction building out the product um, to a beta state. And then um, we brought in 25 Madison as a co-founder, which is a VC startup studio uh, that we work very closely. And now we're doing our first pre-seed raise. So we built a lot of software, uh, figured out all the hardware, got some good proof points with beta testing, and then we pursued, you know, raising some capital really just to support launch because with this type of business, you know, it's a, a very uh, performance marketing heavy effort to be, get new subscribers. So we've also been testing for the past 12 months, uh, all different types of audience segments, all different types of marketing messages, and we were just refining and refining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know Walter's, you know, good looking scientific advisor has got a lot of relationships, but would you potentially consider bringing on either for equity or pay somebody like who's like your dream set of athletes to say like, look, if I can get this athlete or, or someone in this sports category, you know, to be an advocate, this kind of takes any 2021 projection and like, you know, 2025 and turns into 2021. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, we definitely need, you know, pro and well-known athlete influencers I will note that with our current beta tests that we're doing now, the roster includes a world record holder uh, for the race across Great Britain, a former uh, world duathlon champion, three-time New York City triathlon winner, um, you know, some pretty serious athletes. 
Um, but we do, you know, a dream definitely would be to, you know, get a, get several athletes to jump on board, you know, that are sort of top of their game in their, in their sport. And we have, we do have some confidential conversations happening right now. So hopefully we'll, we'll, uh, form some of those relationships. Uh, as I like to say on the last broadcast, uh, that, you know, we'd like to be like the Wolf Blitzer of uh, breaking news. So when you get one of those athletes signed up, we, we'd like to see if we could talk to you about, you know, maybe getting the exclusive on that. Yeah. Sounds great. Back of this yeah, podcast. If, if I might, if I might add something like we, I'm in conversation to put on our beta testing. Also some pro cyclists from Australia. Nice. Actually, I had a conversation uh, a week ago. So people are very interested because in the last 10 years, uh, I've been working very closely with different organizations around the world, British, Danish, Germans, Australians, and they all shared the high interest into this type of training. And they were basically only waiting for when uh, uh, an efficient product will be on the market to actually use it. So, gotcha. Awesome. So in, in closing here, how do you view, you know, the, the average health club, you know, weekend warrior, you know, potentially utilizing this, maybe they don't have the same quantitative, you know, measurements that, that we're looking to, you know, lead athletes are looking to achieve. But if I know that I'm utilizing my brain better, maybe there's some ancillary effects against, you know, future dementia or, you know, that I could basically be achieving something that's, you know, 10 years younger than what, you know, my actual body uh, performance is? Or how, how should we think about this when you guys go to the, you know, the weekend warrior, somebody like myself who thinks he's still going to get drafted to play the NFL at, you know, 48? <laughs> yes, don't yeah. we all? Um, so, I mean, just at a high level, we think of this as um, – a full neuroperformance solution that's not just for professional athletes, but definitely for amateurs. We're testing right now with strength training. We're talking to some gyms about gamifying our product with some of the core metrics. And we also, I'm going to hand it over to Walter quickly. Um, just in terms of the offering, it's not just brain endurance. There's some other things that we include. So I'll hand that over to you, Walter. Yeah, so basically the application that we're trying to put together is not only offering a type of training that boosts your resilience to fatigue, but we're offering a very advanced and integrated methods to monitoring your level of fatigue and your level of cognitive load. That You can use it on a daily basis to basically assess where you are where you are at the moment or how is your training is going both physically and mental or even just to understand how how basically your working day is going and at the same time we offer a short-term solution in terms of cognitive recovery aspect where basically you can you can use it this type of uh, this feature of the app to try to recover it from from a long day of uh, mentally fatiguing, demanding task that could be like a working or a physical training or a very demanding mental training. Mm -hmm. So the app comes packed all together with a monitoring system, a training, a training tool, and also a recovery strategy aspect. Got it. Right. So, uh, well, look, we, uh, we, we love new technologies that are entering into the sector, make people better. 
I think the better people get, the more they become an evangelist and advocate for living a healthier, a- active lifestyle. Uh, so uh, appreciate what the work you guys are putting in. So, son, you got any uh, uh, final closing quotes here that you either live by, um, think about when you change a screensaver for us or what have you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, the Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius once said, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. Great. Yeah, I think uh, somebody was telling me the other day because I'm practicing some field goal kicking while I got this time off. And uh, you know, his response to me was, you know, visualize it. But it sounds like, you know, visualizing to what you guys are, uh, you know, maybe like, um, I don't know, like an ant versus like a bear. <laughs> You know, like, it's like, yeah, okay, visualize and keep your eyes closed. That might help a little, but let me actually show you what's really going to work for an elite athlete. Um, so, look, hey, guys, great to meet you. Look forward to getting the breaking news update on the uh, on who we're bringing on as a, as an elite athlete as part of the mix here. And, uh, you know, happy to uh, to help on the distribution and the messaging when, uh, at the appropriate time. Fantastic. Uh, it was great. Thank you right, very guys. much. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Good work. Thanks, okay. guys. Bye. This is Pete Moore. As you know, I am a big believer in personal development. I got a time-saving opportunity here for you, recommending Dan Millman's Four Purposes of Life. Go to audible.com forward slash Halo Talks. You want to register there, get a free audio book. It's $14.95 a month thereafter, giving you things that I do to make myself better and hopefully it makes you better. Go Halo. Let's play to win.